Hello, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, your host for this little musical variety hour featuring 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. We're going to start today's assortment of 78s with a selection recorded over 100 years ago. This was made in New York City on August 20th, 1918. It's the Jockers Brothers, and they're playing a selection by Mel Kaufman called Meow. Nice sprightly selection to start off this edition of the Shellac Stack. That was the Jockers Brothers playing something called Meow, composed by Mel B. Kaufman and recorded in New York on August 20th, 1918. Until recently, there wasn't very much known about Mel Kaufman. 
But my friend Andrew Green, director of the Petrine Ragtime Society Orchestra, has for some years now been researching the life and career of Mel Kaufman. He tells us that Kaufman was, by day, a salesman of ladies' undergarments who moonlighted as a composer of pop tunes and dance music. A number of his tunes were featured in the late 1920s and on into the 1930s in the soundtracks to cartoons and other short film presentations. A few years ago, Andrew and I worked together on a CD called Step With Pep, the ragtime and dance music of Mel Kaufman. It's available from Rivermont Records if you're inclined to hear more from Mel Kaufman, and I recommend it. It's great, tuneful music. The Jockers Brothers, to turn our attention to them for just a moment, were violinist Albert Jockers and his brother Monroe Jockers, who played the piano. However, on this particular record, for whatever reason, Monroe sat out. That was Frank Banta, dependable studio pianist, playing along with Albert Jockers on this record. I can't find too much about the Jockers brothers, but there was an article in a 1929 issue of the San Francisco Examiner that describes Albert Jockers as, quote, widely known in musical circles, in nightclubs, in vaudeville, and in fashion shows. This young man, whose startling resemblance to the Prince of Wales, obtained his musical training through his own efforts and study. So, apparently, he started out as a pianist at the age of 12 years old, and by the mid-19-teens was recording with his brother for Columbia. They made about 28 selections between 1914 and 1919. Okay, let's continue with some more 78s here on the shellac stack. That's why we're here. And up next, I've got something by the Yankee 10 Orchestra, a pseudonym masking Lou Raderman and his orchestra. This is an Oriole record, number 1205, from April 4th, 1928, recorded in New York. Scrappy Lambert, I think, is probably the vocalist here on In a Little 2 by 4 for 2 a song by Al Hoffman and George Brown.
hear the night wind sighing in the sing-song sycamore tree. I can find my silver lining when I see the moonlight shining in the sing-song sycamore tree. And when that clock in the hall starts chiming, right up the stairs I'll be climbing. Then I'll soon be snugly resting like the bluebirds that are nesting in the sing-song sycamore tree. started that set with a song called In a Little 2x4 for Two, played by Lou Raiderman and his orchestra under the pseudonym of the Yankee 10 Orchestra. We even got to hear a little bit of Lou Raiderman's own violin on that record. That was Oriole 1205, recorded in New York in April of 1928. The label credits the vocalist as Larry Holton. That's undoubtedly a pseudonym, and in this case, I think it stands for Scrappy Lambert. We followed that with something by Ken Sisson and his orchestra, Why Do I Love You, from Showboat. We got to hear the rare instrumental take. My copy of this was pressed up over in Germany, Brunswick 3766. It was issued here in the States as well, but the American pressings have a vocal on them. I have a copy of that too. Maybe I'll play that one of these days. That was recorded, incidentally, in New York on December 27, 1927. And we finished up the set with a record made two days later, December 29th of 1927, The Virginians, under, I think, the direction of Nat Shilkrit, in the sing-song Sycamore Tree. Louis James, the vocalist on that record, it was Victor 21219. And the song, in case you were wondering, was by Mort Dixon and Harry Woods. In case you're just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright. It's a pleasure to have your company as we listen to these 78 RPM records from the first half of the 20th century. Up next, I've got two versions of the same tune. It's the famous 12th Street Rag by Uday L. Bowman. First, we'll hear it performed and sung by the Jack Teeter Trio in about 1953. It's a Brunswick record, 80222. And then a really masterful version by pianist Frankie Carl. In case you haven't figured it out, <laughs> I'm a big Frankie Carl fan. The man just played so gracefully, elegantly, and tastefully, and... oh. I can't say enough good things about him. This was recorded on June 23, 1940, and issued on the Columbia label, 35572. So, two versions of 12th Street Rag. See what you make of the Jack Teeter Trio now. ¶¶ 
Down in Kansas City, someone wrote a pretty ditty, a melody for all the world to know. Full of flingy, swingy, singy harmony that clung to me from the start, it never let me go. Soothing to the weary ear, a remedy for every tear, quick to put some ginger in your feet. Some treat sweet heat, that's the tune that they call 12th Street. Joy to each romancer and delight of every dancer, lucky to the leader of a band. In a ballroom or a show, over any radio, bet your boots that it will get a hand. You can brag, it's in the bag, when they play that 12th Street rag. Street rag, have pity, won't you let me be? Go back to Kansas City and stop trailing me. You barging at the moment when I've work to do. I can't shake you, you won't leave and I can't make you. Oh, music man who wrote you knew no sympathy. I hope you get his coat just like you worry me. You can brag. It's in the bag when I hear that 12th Street rag. city and stop trailing me you barging at the moment when i've work to do i can't shake you you won't leave and i can't make you oh music man who wrote you knew no sympathy i hope you get his coat just like you worry me you can brag it's in the bag when i hear that 12th street rag
And there you have two versions of The Twelfth Street Rag by Uday L. Bowman. First, in 1953, we heard the Jack Teeter Trio, and how interesting to hear a vocal rendition of the tune. And we followed that with a really tasteful swing-in version by pianist Frankie Carl. He recorded that for Columbia in 1940. Up next, I've got two vocalists of the mid-1920s. Both of them were very popular in their day. One of them has been somewhat remembered, I guess, by collectors who listened to music of that era. The other has been almost entirely forgotten. First, we'll hear from Von DeLeith, who was known as the Radio Girl and who did sing very widely on the radio in the 1920s, I think beginning as early as 1921 she was broadcasting regularly. She made many, many records for all the major labels of the 1920s. We'll hear her on the Victor label, 20825. This was made in June of 1927. The song by William Tracy and Dan Dougherty is called Who Are You Fooling Tonight? And Von DeLeith is not a jazz singer by any stretch, but she does have a very pleasant voice and really knows how to put over a song. We'll follow that with Tommy Lyman, who made only one record in his career, came out in 1925. We'll hear the song Montmartre Rose, which he pronounces Montmartre Rose <laughs> throughout the entire record. It's his own composition, so I guess he can do what he wants. It's Victor 19712, made in Camden, New Jersey on June 25th, 1925. It seems that in mid-1925, Tommy Lyman was very popular singing in spaghetti restaurants in New York and then made his way over to Paris where he was performing quite often in late 1926 and into 1927. Damon Runyon wrote an article about him that was syndicated to newspapers in late 1926, and I have to just read you a part of it because it's kind of funny. <laughs> he says, quote, Tommy Lyman used to twang the heartstrings of the boys and gals down in the good Signor James de Salvio's Spaghetti Emporiums in Hester and Sullivan Streets. The good Signor James de Salvio is perhaps better known to a well-deserved fame as Jimmy Kelly. Tommy Lyman twanged these heartstrings with a tubercular tenor that mooned and crooned those bluey blues and those white-hot torch songs along in the wee small hours of the a.m. Strong men and stronger women, have been known to bust right out bawling into their spaghetti and stuffed lasagna when Tommy Lyman lifted his soft wails in the dimly lighted halls of the good Signor de Salvio. <laughs> he goes on to say that he claims Tommy Lyman was the originator of Torch songs, which is kind of a grandiose claim, I think, but he does put over this song fairly well, so be sure you have a napkin or something handy so that you don't spill spaghetti all down your front as you're listening to Tommy Lyman. But first up, let's hear Von DeLeith, Who Are You Fooling Tonight? You found a new toy to play with you said goodbye, left me to cry. Teardrops were just meant to pay with. For each mistake that all of us make. Who are you fooling tonight? Just like you used to fool me Who are 
giving all of those kisses that somebody else has just given to you. Who thinks that you really need all the love letters you write? How long will it Oh, 
can go ahead and wipe the spaghetti sauce out of your eyes now. It's over. That was Tommy Lyman singing Montmartre Rose, his own composition. And I have to wonder if during his time in France, when he sang for French audiences, whether or not they could understand him. His diction in English isn't anything to write home about. And when he pronounces French, <laughs> well, watch out. That was recorded in Camden, New Jersey on June 25th, 1925. Before that, we heard from Von de Leith, in June of 1927, who are you fooling tonight? If you're enjoying the Shellac Stack, I hope you might take a moment and share news of this program with your friends or family or anyone you think might enjoy listening along to these 78 RPM records with us. If you'd like to write to me, my address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Once again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. Feel free to send along any comments, questions, suggestions, requests, or just drop me a note and say hi and let me know where you're listening to the program from. I always enjoy hearing from people all over the world who listen to the shellac stack. Okay, up next, I've got an interesting record, at least from a technical point of view. It happens to also be a very beautiful record. This is the Associated Glee Clubs of America, a recording made in Philadelphia at the Sesquicentennial Exposition Auditorium on November 27, 1926. The Associated Glee Clubs of America, as you might imagine, was a huge coming together of glee clubs from all over the country. They first recorded for Columbia in 1925. On March 31st, Columbia set up equipment when the glee clubs performed in New York City, and they had Bell Labs record some of the selections, which were issued on 78 RPM records. In 1926, and again in 1929, Victor recorded the group and put these out. They were advertised as being anywhere from 850 to more than 2,500 voices, and as you'll hear, it's quite a large ensemble here. It's Victor 20494, the selection by Antonin Dvorak is Songs My Mother Taught Me. Here are the Associated Glee Clubs of America.
That lovely piece was called the Venetian Love Song, or Canzone Amorosa, by Ethelbert Nevin, played for us by the Florentine Quartet, a Victor record, 20195, recorded in July of 1926. Before that, we heard the Associated Glee Clubs of America, recorded live in concert at the Sesquicentennial Exposition Auditorium in Philadelphia, that's quite a mouthful, on November 27, 1926, Dvorak's Songs My Mother Taught Me. That was Victor 20494. And live concert recordings from the mid-1920s on 78 RPM are quite rare, so I think that's interesting from a technical point of view. I suspect that Victor did not set up a disc-cutting apparatus on the site of the Sesquicentennial Exposition. I suspect they leased telephone lines and sent the signal from the auditorium across the river to Camden, New Jersey, where they had their recording studios and cut the master there. I may have some friends listening who can tell me for sure, but I think that's how it goes. We'll continue now with a couple of songs with a Spanish theme to them. First up, Frito Gardoni and Manuel Puig, a banjo and accordion duet, will play Walter Donaldson's song Barcelona. This was issued here in the States on Victor 21033, but I think it was recorded in France. I haven't been able to find that information definitively, but I have the date. January 13th, 1927. We'll follow that with Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, Victor 20007, from March of 1926. Franklin Bauer will sing Valencia, a song of Spain. To start us off now, some banjo and accordion, two of your favorite instruments, I know. Here are Gardoni and Puig. Thank you. 
often skeptical of claims that certain records in the 1920s sold a million or two million copies, but if somebody wanted to claim that Paul Whiteman's record of Valencia sold a million copies, I'd probably be inclined to believe it. I've certainly seen a number of copies of that through the years. That was Victor 20007, Paul Whiteman, Valencia, from 1926. Before that, Gardoni and Puig, accordion and banjo duet from January of 1927, Barcelona. Up next, I thought we'd listen to a couple of my favorite jazz pianists. First, Johnny Whitwer, who seems to have been based up in Washington State in the 1940s and recorded a handful of really, really delightful jazz piano solos. This is his take on the old standard, Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It was issued on the Jazzman label, record number 20, recorded, I think, in San Francisco in December of 1945. And you'll hear Johnny Whitwer has a style all his own that's really easy on the ears, just rolls right along, 
Good, good stuff. I wish he had recorded more. After that, we'll hear from Jelly Roll Morton, one of his recordings made for the General label in New York on December 14, 1939. It's his own composition called Mr. Joe, general record 4004. Two good jazz pianists now, starting with Johnny Whitworth. Thank you. 
some really fine jazz piano. We started with Johnny Whitwer, Bill Bailey from 1945, and then it was Jelly Roll Morton in 1939 with his Mr. Joe. We have time for one more record on today's Shellac Stack program. It's a song by Johnny Mercer and Hoagie Carmichael called I Walk With Music. Dolores O'Neill is the vocalist on this record from February 7th of 1940. The orchestra is Bob Chester and his band Bluebird B10614. Here it is. We wrapped up this edition of the Shellac Stack with Bob Chester and his orchestra, giving us I Walk With Music. Dolores O'Neill was the vocalist. That record was made February 7th, 
1940. And yes, that's all there is on this edition of the Shellac Stack. As always, I thank you very much for joining me, for tuning in and listening to these 78 RPM records. I've had fun spinning them, and I hope you'll come back for more on the next edition of the Shellac Stack. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.